the local church podcast, a podcast devoted to loving God, loving people, and making disciples. We'll be your hosts. I'm Pastor Ryan. And I'm Noah Gartland. What's wrong with you people? Hey, hey, hey! What up? What is up, Pastor Ryan? There's a lot. There's a lot up. There's a lot up. Yeah. Can I tell you one thing that is up? What? Season three. Trace. Trace. Yes. Uh, trois in French. Ooh. Uh, season three of a local church podcast is coming soon. It's coming soon. And we are here today. Um, to kind of just give a little sneak peek, a little bonus episode um, that is going to kind of lay a foundation uh, for season three of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Lots of cool stuff uh, in the works. Very excited. So that would make this a bonus episode. Sweet. Right? So the last few have been bonuses. We've been kind of scattered at different topics, different things we want to talk about. Um, and so this is a bonus. We're going to jump into the book of Malachi. Malachi. Yeah, it's a short Some b- might pronounce it Malachi. Uh, but no. that that is incorrect. <laughs> it is Malachi. Uh, fun fact, the name Malachi is a shortened version of the word or the name Malachiah. Ooh. Right. Uh, his name means my messenger or messenger of the Lord. Nice. Uh, the second thing, fun fact, is that there is no, uh, I guess, clear evidence of the date of when this was written in the book itself. Uh, most scholars say it's mid fifth century, uh, that Malachi is a contemporary uh, of Ezra and Nehemiah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And there's a theme. You ready for the theme? Ooh, hit me with it. Yeah, Malachi's contemporaries may have been free from blatant idolatry and relatively orthodox in their beliefs, but theirs had become a dead orthodoxy. Oh, wow. They were all too ready to make ethical compromises, similar to today, our today society, Mm -hmm. uh, and to dilute the strenuous demands of proper worship. In response to the cynicism and religious malaise of his contemporaries, Malachi's prophecy comes as a wake-up call to a renewed covenant fidelity. Ooh. Right? I like the idea that this is a wake-up call. Malachi is is sent as a messenger of the of the Lord to wake up the people of God, right? And so this is very I think it'd be very poignant for us today, very applicable uh for us. I just want to look at the first verse. Uh this is just like a little teaser. Yeah. So the next episode will be season three. We're going to start with season uh, verse one and kind of work through. That's but, so exciting. Yeah. Moving right along. Moving right along. Is that a song? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> okay. Verse one of Malachi chapter one says this, the oracle of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. Boom. That's it. That's the first <laughs> verse. <laughs> That's it. Uh, if I had a book. Uh, written about myself or written to people, I don't know that I'll put my name first. Right? I don't want to be like, hey, this is from Ryan. Yeah. Right? Uh, but it's interesting that this is 
It says the oracle of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. So Malachi, uh, I guess he's acknowledging his role as the person in the middle of God and the people of God. And so this is the word of the Lord, right? An oracle by Malachi. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. I like it. That's all I got. There's a whole lot more. You got any more to say about the uh, the introduction verse or the introductory verse? I like the word oracle. Yeah. It's a cool word. Um, but Malachi here is acknowledging that what he is about to write um, is the word of the Lord, and it is addressed to uh, God's chosen people, Israel. Um, so as we go verse by verse through um, the kind of short book of Malachi, um, we can trust that um, this is God's word to Israel, um, spoken, written through the prophet Malachi. Yeah. And it's to a specific people. Yep. Right? It's to Israel. You, you mentioned that. How do we take it today? Ooh. Like as believers, as those who adhere to or want to follow the word of the Lord, how do we, how does this apply to us today? Yeah. So um, I think this kind of applies whenever we read the Old Testament. Um, the first thing that we want to do is kind of read it um, through the eyes of its original audience, right? Yes. Yep. Um, I think as Christians, right, those who uh, know the mystery of the gospel, right, as revealed, uh, in Jesus and in the New Testament, right? Um, I think we can be tempted to kind of read the Old Testament and really quickly just go, okay, that's Jesus. Okay, that's Jesus. Okay, that's Jesus. Um, but I think we could benefit by digging a little deeper and reading the Old Testament from the point of view of Israel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then seeing how God's uh, God has been faithful God has fulfilled his promises um, in Jesus Christ as seen in the New Testament. Nice. Yeah. All the, all, all the Old Testament, like you said, points to Jesus, right? It points to a coming of the one who's going to crush the serpent from yeah. Genesis chapter 1. Right on. Three. Hey, Old Testament, it's good stuff. Um, it is scripture. Nice. It is breathed yeah. out by God. Ooh, I like um, it. It's profitable, not just for the Israelites, uh, but for us today. Yeah, 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17. Right on. All scriptures God breathed, but it's useful, right? It's profitable. Teaching, reproof, correction, and for training. So whenever, what we like to say here at Mount Moriah is whenever we get to a passage or a book that doesn't seem to fit our narrative, right? Doesn't seem to fit our idea or understanding of the world around us, we have to go back to that it is profitable, right? Yeah. It is useful for us, for teaching us, for correcting us, even for training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I dig it. So, if you are at all interested in this podcast, next week we're jumping back. We're jumping into season three. We're going to be looking at the Book of Malachi. We're going to be big chunks, probably not verse. We're going to hit each verse, but just bigger chunks. Uh, so you can read ahead. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, anything cool going on in your world? No, I know you're getting ready to start the classes up again. Oh yeah, right at the Boyce College of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, Louisville, Kentucky. I was really thinking the other day. Yeah. Um, somebody was talking about their favorite season. Oh yeah. Right. Um, I'm really starting to thinking my starting to think my favorite season is like, it's fall. It's always been fall. Yeah. Is that like um, September, October? Yeah. But 
I kind of like the end of summer, beginning of fall time. I really like back to school time. Yeah, yeah. Right? it gets busy. It's busy, but like, it's very exciting. Yeah, I get you. It's like a new season. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like season three like of a local church three. podcast. <laughs> no, yeah. but I mean, even as a kid, I always loved going to like Walmart as soon as you back walk through shopping. those. Oh my gosh. You, are you the kid that smells Man. the notebooks? And the pencil erasers. Oh, absolutely. Was, I was also the kid who, like, begged his parents to get him, like, name brand school supplies. Mm. Because, I mean, it's just the quality is different. Elmer's glue. What's name? I don't understand what name brand. Five star notebooks. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. Were there, like, specific pencils, too? Yeah, Ticonderoga. <laughs> Dude. Ticonderoga number twos. Yeah, this is Amazon Basics number two. Oh, well. <laughs> it's not bad. The eraser's gone. I don't know. I <laughs> I, I didn't, feel like if I didn't basic, pay attention to the name brand. The if, only thing I paid attention to was like the Trapper Keeper. Yeah. If the what? Oh, the Trapper Keeper. What? The Trapper Keeper is like, and you open it up, and it's like your notebook in there. You have a ruler pocket, a pencil pocket. Oh man, Trapper Keeper. Is it like the look it cloth up. binder? Sort no, of thing? it was vinyl. It's like a it's like a folder that we okay. have like a three ring binder, but it had like. Some of them had like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the outside of them. Like they were legit. If you didn't have a Trapper Keeper, you were not in. Yeah. In middle school, the cloth binders were kind of the big yeah. thing. I remember I had like a big blue cloth binder that you would zip yeah. open and it would have like no, all the, of my stuff. The Trapper Keeper. Velcro. Trapper Keeper. And you, oh, it was amazing. Bring those back. I don't even know if they're a thing anymore, but bring them back. I don't know. Yeah. So you mentioned like. August, the 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 beginning of school, it gets real busy for for a lot of churches too, especially here. We're we're starting to revamp some things on our Wednesday Sunday night. We'll get into that later. Uh, but I like I like it. What what you said is like a new season. It's like a new beginning. Like yeah, starting something right. Um, very 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 um, fun time for being a student. Very fun time for being young adults. As you get older, though. It just kind of like, yep, it's August. It happened so fast, and we're in September, right? It just kind of goes and goes and goes. But I think the joy that we have as believers is that each day that we wake up is a new day, right? Mm. Uh, it's a new season. Um, so, but yeah. His mercies are new every, every morning. morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, right on. Good word. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. else? What else is digging it? What else are you digging in? Are you slinging coffee still? I am slinging coffee. Um, I just finished my summer classes, like you said, so I'm in my, like, two weeks of actual summer break before I go back for the fall semester. Um, so, slinging coffee, reading books, um, just trying to enjoy my time. I like it. I dig it. What's happening in your life, my man? My truck is in the shop again. Ah, yeah. It, it was gone for like eight months. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, yeah. man, Pastor Ryan has been without his truck <laughs> for a long time. It was about it was about eight and a half months. Wow. I wrecked it in November. The body shop took it from my house in January, and we didn't get it back until like three weeks ago. <laughs> wow. And then I took it in to get an oil change and to check some things, and it's in the shop again. Wow. So hopefully tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, I hope you Good get it back times. soon. I hope it's not another eight months until you see your <laughs> truck again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other other good things. Uh, Robin, you know, is my wife. She's starting a new position uh, with the school system here. She's going to be an assistant principal for one That's of the middle schools. That's very exciting. 
Uh, my daughter's getting ready to start college classes during high school. Ooh. Uh, my son is getting ready to start school. He just got, I guess, a call back from a travel baseball team, so he's going to be starting that. Uh, things are getting about to get real busy in the Markham household. Um, and so stick around. You'll hear about it in season three. That's very <laughs> exciting. In yeah. the news. In I wish I had news. like a sound, but all I got is this. In the news. Anything anything interesting? Oh, uh, not interesting, but very uh, something to pray about, something to support. If you are in a local church or even not in a local church, you can still support things that are happening. Uh, Eastern Kentucky flooding uh, is a big deal. Yeah. I don't know what the numbers are as far as the death toll. I think it's been going up. Um, as uh, workers and you know um, resources have been getting to, to that area, um, I know the National Guard doing a whole lot. The Kentucky Baptist um, Convention, Kentucky Baptist Relief is doing a whole lot. One of our local schools uh, is collecting material and resources for those guys uh, and gals that are affected by the flooding. So I would say, if you're a praying person, pray for those who are affected. But if you are a going person, um, Google in your area. I'm sure there's a lot of different folks that are helping out uh, with the flooding victims. Mm. What else happened in our news? Um, I mean, there's a lot I feel like happening in the news right now. <laughs> um, I know that in my neighborhood, um, I was watching the news the other day, yeah. and there they have found mosquitoes. Yeah. That are carrying the West Nile virus. Interesting. In my neighborhood. Um, You're one of those people. No. Okay. Listen. Let me guess. You bought on Amazon a mosquito net. No. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. So I recently moved uh, to Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. um, And (laughs) a lot of folks are cheering. Yeah. So for the last several weeks, I moved in at the beginning of July. Okay. I have not had any, any mosquitoes. No, I haven't had <laughs> television. Oh, since like beginning of July. Yeah. I've doing been doing a lot of reading. I've played some video games, but nice. like I don't have Wi-Fi yet. Um, I don't have cable. My uh, mom just gave me like an old old antenna. Ooh, to use. Does it work? So I set up the antenna. It took me a week to set it up, and I finally got it to work. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, let's watch the news. Turn it on. First thing I see, <laughs> mosquitoes carrying the West Nile virus found in Louisville, Kentucky neighborhoods. Nice. Um, no, but nobody's contracted it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's got to be. I would say it has to be like a lot of mosquitoes biting you to get yeah. the West Nile virus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a medical but person. Yeah, that's just uh, not a biologist. <laughs> that's local news. <laughs> um, so we yeah, talked yeah. about Eastern Kentucky, some mosquitoes in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, as far as just uh, national news, yeah, um, stuff happening in America. Um, as you know, uh, the Roe v. Wade has been overturned recently. Yeah. We've talked about that um, on the pod podcast um, and some awesome stuff that's happening, um, like people and groups in our nation, uh, churches who are protecting yeah, yeah. the life of unborn uh, human beings. However, in the news today, um, I saw that Kansas, the state of Kansas, has voted to, I guess, protect uh, 
women's reproductive rights. Yeah. Um, so the overturning of Roe v. Wade pushes it to the state level. States have to now vote on it, right? Yeah. And I think Kansas is either the first, I would assume, I think they're the first that's come out and said, hey, we are going to protect abortion rights. Yeah. I was, I saw this on the news and there was live footage of this happening. And um, it was crazy to see men and women who were there, I guess, at the state capitol watching this decision being made, and they were celebrating. They were laughing. They were crying. They were jumping up and down. They were shouting. They were hugging one another, um, like celebrating uh, the fact that Kansas as a state has decided to allow women to make the choice whether or not they take the life of their unborn child. Wow. Um, and I could not help but to think of um, verses that are found throughout the Psalms, right? Of just wickedness. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Um, it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to talk about abortion um, in when you see people supporting abortion. Now, there's all kinds of reasons why someone supports it. Um, I think here recently, a 12 year old went in front of Congress, state Congress, one of the states and said to a congressman of that state, like, Hey, what happens if I get pregnant at 12 years old, uh, because of rape, mm. are you going to make me, uh, a child have a child? Right. Now that's an extreme case. Right. But that's usually where the argument goes. Um, either it's like incest or rape, you know, the worst case scenarios. Um, those are hard issues to talk about. Those are hard things to, to comprehend or even to work through as a church. What, what are we to do in those extreme cases? We've mentioned that before you had to go back and look at a couple of the, uh, the podcasts, um, that we've done, but I think we said we don't solve evil or we don't fix evil with more evil. Mm-hmm. Right. As, as, as hard as that is, or as hard as that could be, uh, evil doesn't fix evil. Right. Yeah. Um, ugh. man. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to add something else, um, to our kind of news segment today. And I don't want to spend a ton of time just dwelling on wickedness that's yeah, yeah. happening in our world. Um, I don't want this podcast to sound like two grumpy Baptists <laughs> who just sit here and complain about the things Ooh, happening. That's in the a world. podcast title. Two grumpy Baptists. Yes. Ah, I like that. I'm writing that down. Um, yeah, but just something else um, that I saw recently. Um, I've been watching America's Got Talent. Nice. Um, this might sound random, but I promise it's not. Uh, There's a gentleman who was on America's Got Talent the other day, and he did impressions. Right. Okay. Um, and he walks out on the stage, introduces himself, kind of explains who he is, what he's about. And one of the judges asks him, Hey, who are you here with today? And he looks at the judges and he says, Oh, I'm here with my partners. They're over there. Um, and the judges were like partners. And he goes, yeah. Um, my wife, of so many years has it, it she's sitting right there and sitting right next to her is our girlfriend okay and he explains to the judges i'm polyamorous yeah that's my wife and that's mine and my wife's girlfriend sitting next to her and the audience the live audience stood on their feet 
applauding, shouting, cheering for this man um, and his and his wife's decision to add to, a third partner to, to the relationship. To be polyamorous. To be, yes. And seeing that, um, and then what we were just talking about, seeing um, these men and women in the state of Kansas just on their feet, cheering, celebrating um, wickedness. Yeah. Man, it's... Uh, I mean, celebrating rights in the name of murder. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. It's baffling. It doesn't make celebrating sense. Celebrating sexual immorality. Yeah. Um, but hear this. Uh, like I said, we don't want the podcast to be two grumpy Baptists talking about all the wickedness in the world around them. Let's talk about the importance of the church. Oh, yeah. In a world where, like, <laughs> nothing seems to make sense, right? And reality can be whatever you want. Truth can be whatever you want. Goodness and beauty can be whatever you want, right? Mm -hmm. The church exists to be a light in the darkness, right? The scripture calls the church a city set on a hill. The church exists um, to proclaim truth um, in a world where truth is whatever you want it to be. Yeah, The church exists to, to love others um, and point them to the love of God that uh, has made forgiveness of their sins possible and salvation possible through Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's the hard part, mm. right? We live in a world that doesn't want to hear a, a truth from, you know, thousands of years ago. Yeah. Um, but the Bible is relevant today. It always has been. It stood the test of time, and it will stand the test of time. I think it says the word of the Lord will stand forever. Yeah. I mean, flowers <laughs> uh, wither, grass fades, um, seasons come and go. Yeah. Right? Uh, back to school time. Fall, winter, <laughs> spring, summer, they come and go. Yeah, yeah. Word of God stands firm through it all. Yeah. So join us next week. Malachi is the, what we're going to jump into. If you don't have a church home Wednesday night, this is the place to be. If you're in the Shelby County, Spencer County, Anderson County area, uh, we meet at six for a meal. We have children's, students, and adults um, breakout groups where they study the Bible. They learn more about God. They learn more about each other, and they go to the world with that knowledge and with that love and encouragement uh, to their neighbors. Right. Yep. So, love God, love people, make disciples.